Welcome to our Bible study and reflection for Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. I want to thank you again for sharing this podcast with your family and friends. The podcast platform I use allows me to identify the cities where my podcasts are downloaded. Last week's podcast was downloaded 12 times in Lake Stevens, an area just north of Seattle, Washington. It truly is a blessing knowing you are willing to share God's word because I do believe wherever God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. Let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most merciful God and gracious Father, we thank you for the freedom we have to worship you. Please forgive us, Lord, when we fall short of loving you with our whole heart. Please allow the love of Jesus to work in us and through us by your Holy Spirit and change us to be better servants. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our church's vision statement is learning, loving, living God's Word. As Bible Project states, the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. If we are learning, loving, and living God's Word, we will be introduced to Jesus. Knowing Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus will change us all. I have a few Bible passages I'd like to read today, um, and believe me, there could be many, many more. But let's start with Luke chapter 19, verse 8. Here's the reading. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. The next passage is from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 through 38. And this is one of Jesus' dinner parties he had with the Pharisees. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. Our next reading is from John, chapter 4, verse 28. And here's the reading. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? That, of course, came from the story of the woman at the well. The next reading is from Acts, chapter 9, verse 3 through 6 and 18 through 22. This, to me, is one of the most dramatic stories of change or conversion uh, that there is in the Bible. Here is the reading. As he neared Damascus on his journey, 
Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priest? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Now hopefully these few passages of scripture I've highlighted brought to mind stories in the Bible of many more people who were changed because they met and got to know Jesus. Jesus performed 104 miracles that are documented in the NIV Bible. It would be fair to say that the individuals that received the miracles, as well as the onlookers, were changed by Jesus' actions. There is no escaping the fact that Jesus brought and continues to bring change and renewal in the lives of all that come to know him through God's word. A dictionary definition of change is to cause to become different, alter, transform. Even though it was over six years ago, I vividly remember standing in the sanctuary talking with Pastor Metz when he looked at me and said, you look like you have a little bit of an actor in you. Then he went on to say, being involved in this production will change your life. Others have said it changed theirs. Pastor Metz was referring to my involvement in the dramatic production called The Living Last Supper. This is a production put on by St. Paul's Players and is one of many missions of St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the corner of Bull and Blanding in Columbia, South Carolina. Because of the tremendous amount of time and energy involved from numerous volunteers, this production is only presented every other year for three evenings during the week prior to Easter. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the production was canceled this year. You might be wondering if my involvement in this production has changed my life. The simple answer is yes, in many ways. The majority of our cast and crew are members of our congregation, but we also had some outside talent in our production. The experience allowed me to grow closer to members of our church, as well as meet and grow close to the outside talent, who are also members of local churches. I am constantly in awe at the dedication and commitment displayed by all involved. The varied gifts and talents evidenced in each and every one 
involved reminds me of Paul's letter to the Corinthians where he is discussing varieties of gifts bestowed on each person by the Holy Spirit. Here's a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Because of my involvement in this production, I believe God has worked to alter the way I view differences in people and appreciate them for their unique, God-given gifts and talents. Quite often, we want answers and actions to our prayers. We expect God to act immediately and specifically on our every request we bring him in prayer. For those of you that have known me for any period of time, you are aware I had no prior acting on stage experience in my entire life until six years ago with my portrayal of Andrew in the 2014 production of The Living Last Supper. Now, obviously, I was not scared to death because I'm still alive, but I was palm-sweating scared in anticipation of actually being on stage in front of a live audience. My constant prayer request to God was, God, I'm not an actor, nor have I ever tried acting on stage, but I would ask you to help me portray Andrew in this production to the best of my ability. God answered my prayers in a way that created a calm confidence in me and allowed me to portray Andrew without flubbing my lines. My confidence did not come immediately, but over time. The help from God came in the form of encouragement from Paula Benson, our director, John Henry, our producer, as well as our entire cast and crew. This past Monday was John Henry's birthday, and he certainly is best by many. The examples they all set and the encouragement I received from my fellow cast and crew was without a doubt evidence of God's Spirit working through them to answer my prayers. One of my favorite verses regarding patience comes again from Paul's writing to the church in Corinth that can be found in 1 Corinthians verse 3, chapter 3, verse 6. And the reading is, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. I am learning to be more aware that God answers prayers in many different ways and on his timetable. We may think of being altered or transformed a bad thing, but allow me to give a few examples of the ways people I know, as well as total strangers, have been altered or transformed as a result of the living last supper. Six years ago, my wonderful grandchildren, Hannah, William, and May Walker, were quizzing me about my role as Andrew. They were asking questions regarding the basis of the story, were there any bad guys, who I was sitting by, etc. When they learned that Judas was sitting to my left, they all chimed in. Wasn't he the bad guy? After I explained to all three that Judas was in fact the one who betrayed Jesus, Hannah asked me a question. Granddaddy, can't you say something to Judas to get him to change his mind? <laughs> I replied, it's a little late to try and change his mind now. Hannah wanted to know how late. 
And I told her, about 2,000 years too late. What ensued was a wonderful discussion of the meaning of the fulfillment of Scripture. After our performances, we had the privilege of being able to thank family, friends, and strangers in the audience. On opening night, I was bear-hugged by a total stranger with tears in his eyes as he thanked me for our willingness to offer this performance to our community. I was also hugged by a good friend of mine who, choking back tears, said, I wish I had not missed previous performances. I also received emails and texts from friends letting me know how meaningful the production was. One said, y'all are inspiring, the meaning of Easter. Looking back to the night of our first performance in 2014, I'm also reminded of a conversation I had with Hannah. Hannah came up to me and gave me a hug and told me how much she had enjoyed the production. Pastor Metz was standing next to me when Hannah asked, where did this story come from? At the same time, Pastor and I both answered, the Bible. When I got home that night, I wondered how I could use Hannah's question as sort of a Bible study. So I took the printed monologues of each disciple as well as Jesus and researched associated Bible verses with each character. I thought this could be used as a faith formation tool for parents and grandparents to use with kids to help them understand where this story came from. I will try and post a link to the monologues associated and associated Bible verses so you can share them with your children or grandchildren if you like. Yes, I truly have been made different, altered, and transformed by my involvement in the Living Last Supper. Thank you, Pastor Tony Metz, for planting the seed. Thank others for watering the seed. And thanks be to God for giving the growth. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your Son, Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace and serve the Lord.